If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests here into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality. But hold on, hold your horses, everyone, because today I'm going to do a Patreon preview. That's right, the Bedpost podcast as a Patreon, and I'm going to give you a little a little taste of what it's about. Because on the Patreon, um, I don't do interviews, or I very, very rarely do interviews. It's more just me talking about my saucy pro-dom career. <laughs> I sound like such a square. Um, and then, you know, also sexy, like dating polyamorous stuff that I get up to in my spare time. And um, audio erotica, there's pics and vids, lots of stuff. So if you listen to this one, you'll get a good idea of what the Patreon is all about. And hey, while I'm at it, why don't I drop the website? It's patreon.com slash the bedpost show. That's right, everybody. Patreon.com slash the bedpost show. Here's a Patreon preview, and we'll see you again next week with uh, getting back to usual, where I interview fun and sexy guests here on the Bedpost podcast talking about sex and sexuality. Okay, bye. Hello, lovely Patreon listeners, and welcome to episode 88. I, of course, am your host, Erin slash Lady Pim, depending on where you know me from. And if this is your first time here, well, here on the Patreon, I do little half-hour solo podcast episodes. There's lots more on the Patreon, but as far as this goes, I'm here alone talking about my work as a pro-dom and talking about my personal life as a polyamorous, bisexual slash pansexual, by the way, happy pride, um, kinky as fuck, individual. (laughs) So basically in the last episode, I was talking about like just getting back to work. I had one session that went great. I still had my cast on at that point. Um, So I'm just going to continue talking about some fun work stuff now that I'm, you know, pretty much fully back. My arm is not 100%, far from it actually. But, you know, you'd be surprised how much you can do with one hand. (laughs) 
So yeah, I, I am just ecstatic to be back to work. I've been off for a long time. And um, yeah, let me start with this one session that was super cool and super special. Um, it was a couple, a male-female couple. And basically, they were only in town like for a couple days. So they are kind of new to this sort of a thing. So they wanted to start off with a consult. Um, and they were kind of inquiring, can we do the consult via, you know, Zoom or whatever? And then, um, and then do the session when we come and Sharzad convinced them like, well, you can just do everything at once. Like you can book an hour for a consult and then do like an interactive scene for however long you want. So they chose an hour and a half scene afterwards. So two and a half hours total. And honestly, that's awesome. That's a great amount of time for what they wanted, which was like, uh, they wanted the scene to be sort of instructional. They wanted a lot of educational elements. Um, yeah, they just want to kind of deepen their kink and get some ideas and, um, just get like a greater understanding of, uh, things they can do. And, um, yeah. So meeting them was lovely Two absolutely lovely people. And we sat in, you know, the little boudoir red room at the ritual chamber and chatted for an hour first. And basically, um, what I wanted to get at, because this is the way I practice kink, um, I wanted to get at like the subtext of all the activities that we're doing. Like, okay, great. We're doing all these kinky activities, right? She likes impact play, receiving impact play. Um, she likes bondage. She likes pet play. Um, he likes piss play, topping for piss play. Um, and, uh, kind of was like nervous as far as impact play. He had some like blocks associated with just like, I mean, you shouldn't hit people, should you? And you especially should not hit women. So, um, some people have a little bit of an ethical block there, an ethical dilemma. Um, and I think one of the things with the golden showers was like, that's not something she was necessarily into as far as like, you know, her top 10 kinks. But, um, this thing came up of like, okay, so I wanted them to find out what was like underneath all of these activities, you know, what's the intentionality of these activities. Let's talk about your dynamic. Um, so, this kind of came out with this thing of like her saying, no, I'm not a fan of piss play, you know, usually, but for him, like I'm a thousand percent into it in game because, you know, it feels like, and this is like through, this is stuff that came out through like me asking them a lot of questions and whatnot. And it turns out that like, when she is bottoming for piss play, she's like, that's very much like an act of service for me. And it's kind of romantic for me because it's this exclusivity um, element that's added. Like, I would only do this for you because our 
uh, dynamic is so special. And I just want to do anything, do anything for you. And I'll love it because it's you doing it to me. It's you like, you know, quote unquote, with consent, of course, like it's you making me do anything. I'll be happy if it's you telling me to do something. That's what is hot about our dynamic. That's what's hot about the activities to me. And yeah, him on the other side, understanding that I think was a really great discovery because, you know, I think a common thing, you know, with sex and with kink is like that one person is into a thing and the other person is kind of neutral about it, but they'll do it right. Uh, for the other person. Cause you know, lots of reasons, but like, because they want to, they want to see the other person happy and turned on and, you know, uh, all that, all that good stuff that is really, really, um, salient intentions behind an activity. Um, so I think that was something really fabulous that kind of opened him up a bit to be like, okay, you know, um, it's okay if you're not, it's not one of your favorite kinks, but it doesn't mean that you're like not wanting to be there, you know, or kind of like eye roll, when is this over? You're bored or something like there's a lot that can be hot about an activity that goes beyond just the physical activity. Like there's all of these other layers underneath and you can be really engaging those layers right? Like, as I said, like, her thing is service and exclusivity, like doing anything for him. Um, So it's like, okay, we'll play into that. And that will make this extra hot for her, you know, that'll bring it from neutral to like, ooh, now I'm suddenly really into this. (laughs) Because maybe you're incorporating this dirty talk surrounding our special little dynamic that we have, right? So yeah, a lot of this, um, the talking beforehand was really trying to figure out like their kinky core values, you know, and what is this really about for them? And even though they're, you know, sometimes have struggles connecting on certain activities, um, that, you know, just them two in the room, like that's enough. And that's a great place to start. That's the foundation. And then you build on top of that. Right. Um, So yeah, what they wanted to do in the actual scene was, as I mentioned, um, she was into pet play and he was into topping pet play as well. He was into topping these activities, but, um, just wanted to learn more about it. So him topping impact play, him topping pet play and, uh, bondage as well. We didn't do so much bondage on just honestly, because the uh, scene was only an hour and a half. But um, we did some verbal bondage and stuff. But yes, so they wanted a scene where basically we were co-topping her. Um, I was taking the lead. Um, I was kind of explaining things as I was going and including him where I wanted him included and having him watch where I wanted him to watch. And we kind of wanted to bring in all these elements that we talked about, right? Another thing she mentioned is um, that she likes being objectified and she likes feeling used, you know, and useful. Um, You know, it's very much related to like, this is all about, 
him and what he wants and anything he wants, she's happy to do, right? So as we were going through, you know, impact warm up and uh, stuff like that, I was purposefully really trying to incorporate all that kind of stuff in dirty talk, um, either talking to him about her or, you know, talking to her and asking her questions and uh, encouraging him to get involved in that that element of like you know like whatever we're doing this thing physically we're you know hitting her on the bum but let's try and really engage this emotional element this mental element this psychological element so I was really trying to I think that's where maybe their play was lacking perhaps you know it seemed to be seemed to be really helpful when we were kind of talking about that stuff so um they also were wondering about like how do you even really start a scene, kind of get into the mood, like foreplay starting, like how do you switch activities, you know, like transitional stuff of like without ruining the mood and stuff like that. So I kind of went through, we were, you know, getting her into a subby mindset, you know, the, how I usually do that in session. Um, and just kind of talking my way through it, stuff like grounding stuff and encouraging her to get into her body like I usually start a scene with asking someone to start some nice deep low breaths and you know I kind of narrate a little guided body body scan like body awareness type thing um if this can involve eye gazing this can involve touch like I usually would maybe touch them on the chest, you know, where their heart is and just hold my hand there or I'd hold my hand on their lower back um, or embrace them, stuff like that that feels grounding. Um, Yeah, and we went into the impact scene and because of the kind of emotional parts of this, um, she also loved like being called a good girl. She just wanted to do good and be called good, right? And the exclusivity part of it was like, um, she likes the, this kind of juxtaposition of being like a chair, cherished objectification. That's something I kind of brought up to them and she was like, Ooh, exactly that. So, um, that's something that really hits home with me too. Something like you're my favorite sex toy, you know? Um, so what I got, I got them in this position where she was on the floor and she was very happy on the floor. We offered to switch positions and stuff and do other kind of bondage positions, but she was very happy on that floor. <laughs> so we just kept her there on her kind of elbows and knees. Um, I asked him to kind of go and sit so that her head could actually be in his lap. So, you know, like sexy proximation to like his genitals, but also like he could be petting her head and calling her good and whispering things into her ear um, and, you know, just kind of embracing her on the top half there while I was doing impact on the bottom. And, um, that part was fabulous. I think that was, that was something that they both really enjoyed that position. And we talked about other things you can do in a, in a similar position. I was like, do you guys do, okay, so you like impact. Do you guys do over the knee ever? Cause that seems like it would be perfect because you can, it's kind of a hug. It's kind of sexy again, because of like proximity to the genitals. Um, it's nice and close. Um, it can feel like super wholesome and like, um, 
yeah, you can just give a really good spanking that way with either with your hand or a gloved hand or a shorter implement, like any sort of paddle or a shorter strap. Um, yeah. And they really just, I think that was a position they really liked. So we kind of tried to talk about a couple different ways that you could be close like that and feel each other. Um, we did go into pet play as well, which was awesome. Um, the most, the part that like jumps out for me is like, we got her in the cage and it was so funny. Cause right after they're like, how much is that cage? And I'm like, honestly, just buy a doggy crate, buy like a large dog doggy crate. Cause you guys are into pet play and bondage and you like that cage part so much. Like you don't need to invest in like kink dedicated stuff um, all the time, like you can, you know, create these hacks. So it's like, why not spend, you know, I don't know how cages are, pet cages are, but a lot less than making this custom kink cage, right? But um, yeah, the part of the scene that we did is I had him like hold a magic wand through the cage on her and give her like an orgasm that way. That was kind of how we ended it. We did a bunch of pet play stuff, but that's how we ended it. And then for him to be like, you know, sitting kind of kind of lying beside the cage and be petting her head as aftercare. And that was the aftercare that she could like have a little cute nap in there um, or like, you know, kind of snuggle. And he was right there um, petting her and telling her what a great job she did. So anyways, that was fabulous. Um I some like I posted about it on Twitter how much I liked it and I was like yes please more people do this and then some another couple booked me um for the end of the month so I'm so happy to uh do something like that again because these two were like so pleased afterwards they're like I think we just have such a better understanding of each other and we both I think just got so many ideas and are really excited to like go home and you know, expand upon what we learned. So, I mean, can't ask more for than that from a session, right? And oh my God, speaking of pet play, I had a three and a half hour pet play scene that um, this was from somebody who did book me for pet play before. It was probably pre-pandemic. Um... And I think it was that long. Like when I saw the form and the length of time, I was like, oh, yes, I remember this person. And like despite 3.5 hours being a long ass time, I remembered it being really chill. And I remember them just needing a lot of time before and after. So the scene part actually wasn't, you know, three and a half hours long. It was like more like two and a half hours long, which is a reasonable amount of time. And, um, yeah, they didn't need me like doing tons of, you know, my arm is still, is still super, super stiff, not a lot of mobility. So, um, honestly, a lot of it was like, they wanted to be bound and just kind of toyed with, (laughs) they wanted the pet play elements in like all the talk, like that was the role play of everything. So I talked to them like they're a cute little puppy, um, But yeah, it was pretty physically like low key for me, which was, which is great. That's, these are the kind of scenes I need right now. So, um, he brings a bunch of gear, like brings all his puppy gear 
he got like this new amazing hood that was custom made and it was by someone who does like furry stuff but also leather stuff so this hood was kind of a blend of like a furry headpiece you know like a you know a dog face but um some leather kind of bondagey elements as well um I've never really seen a hood like that that had like the full furry face but also a lot of leather elements incorporated it was really beautiful I have no idea how much he paid but probably a fucking arm and a leg um, he wanted me to take pictures and stuff, so I have some pictures. He wanted to replicate this, like, one picture. It was an illustration that he had. I think he just, you know, saw it somewhere on Twitter or somewhere. But it was, like, a furry on a St. Andrew's cross with a magic wand attached to... It was, like, hanging down from the collar in the image and it had a butterfly attachment which is the attachment that's like a tube and it fits on the top of a magic wand so it's a masturbator for people with penises and that was on on his penis obviously um and yeah it just in his kind of pup gear and uh that was kind of the visual that he wanted to get to uh eventually like that would that would be the end part of the scene and he actually brought that butterfly attachment which was perfect and um yeah he brings like his little paw gloves and he's got little paw feet he wears a tail um like just an external tail that he has on a belt around his waist um he wanted to do cbt so i got him in the cbt chair a bit um he wanted to do electro play, so I zapped him a bunch. He also wore an actual shock collar, so I can do that throughout it by remote, throughout the scene by remote, whenever I wanted to, and he gave me boundaries surrounding how high he wanted that. I, it went to a 10, but he was like, um, I max at 5, so, you know, you can do anywhere from 1 to 5. And there were a couple different kind of pulses and patterns, a continuous one or a one jab or, you know, there was vibrate as well. And there was one that did like a little light on it that, um, it was a real like dog, um, collar. Like, so he actually said the vibrating part of it. Cause I was like, what's that, what's that for? And he's like, well, if you do the vibration with the shock, like for an actual dog, then the dog eventually, um, what's it called? I just lost the word. Associate. I think that's the word. <laughs> he will associate like the vibration with the pain. So eventually you can just do the vibration and they will, you know, stop or do whatever rather than you don't, you at one point you can train them off the shock part of it and just do the vibration because they'll remember that when it vibed, it shocked them as well which is kind of interesting as far as psychology wise. Um, yes, I got him lying down, uh, and got him. Oh yeah. He wanted to kind of role play a little like neutering situation. So I got him like in not like actual castration bands. Cause I don't think I couldn't find any, I've never seen any, um, at, at RC. So I just got a couple other, you know, like, um, cock ring, ball ring type stuff. 
and uh, like a little leather harness I got him in. Like it was like a cock cage harness situation. And we were pretending we were doing a little neutering at one point, um, which was cute. Uh, tickling was another thing. A bit of tickle torture was happening. A um, little bit of impact. Got him in a bunch of different positions. One was like kneeling um, with like a spreader bar and bound kind of on his knees. The other, yeah, was like spread eagle on his back on a bench hands and knees on the bench and then up on that for that final position on the St. Andrew's cross. Um, and it was great. Cause like literally I could, I could, you know, let that magic wand go. And I just sat down in a chair and watched him and shocked his collar, like with the, uh, remote that I had. And I was just like lounging and like teasing him with just my words and whatnot. And, um, Yeah that had his orgasm that way whenever I allowed him to finally, you know, and, um, yeah, it was really cute. He's like a very good boy. Um, this time he wanted me to like give him a more, more intensity with the pain stuff. Um, but it was tough because he was so good. So I had to like invent little reasons, you know, to punish him and stuff, which was cute, which is a fun little element. But, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing him again. And if I see him again, we will certainly go harder if he wants to go even harder next time. Oh, man. And then I had this other session that when I looked at the form, I was like, oh, my God, it was a novel of a like script, basically. It was like very, very long. Sharazad was joking. She's like, here's your like Netflix made for Netflix miniseries pitch. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. But then, um, and it was a cool concept. It was, um, so there was, okay. I play two characters in it. I play myself. Uh, I have lured him into like my home, you know, and I'm revealing that I'm actually a dom, a dominant. And I show him around the dungeon and I'm kind of like, you know, would you be interested in this? One thing I really like is, you know, just putting someone in bondage so that they can't get away. And that's really fun. And it's all consensual and blah, blah, blah. You want out. I'll, I'll let you out. And, you know, we won't do anything too extreme. So I convince him to get, you know, on the St. Andrew's cross all bound up. And then when he's like that, I'm kind of looking towards the door, like I'm hearing something or, and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, um, well, I need to make a confession. And that's that the whole reason why you're here is because I needed to, um, get a meal for like my master who's going to come here and devour you basically. And the master character was like, basically like a vampire type character. I wore my fuzzy bikini that I made for the Krampus event I went to around Christmas. Uh, <laughs> so I got to like, you know, leave as Lady Pym and be like, I'm sorry. Oh my God. And then come back as like the vampire character and torture him a bit um, on the cross and, um, you know, bite him and drain his blood. Um, and, uh, then, you know, I decided that 
I liked them enough to keep them alive. So Lady Pym will keep you alive until I come back to feed on you, basically, because you're tasty and all that. I like woven this little element of, you know, fear makes them taste better. <laughs> so anytime I could scare them with anything was like, I like smelled them and I'm like, oh, you're getting there. You're almost there. You're almost perfect. You know, like I was cooking him, uh, which, which I thought was pretty good. Um, so then the next part of the scene, it's not over. <laughs> Lady Pym comes back. So the vampire leaves. They're like, okay, we'll see you next time for my feeding. Bye. <laughs> and then I come back and I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I really actually do like you. And, um, you know, yeah, that was my, that's what I was supposed to do. But then I met you and you seem really awesome. And I would really like to, you know, see you again and whatever. And, and just, so she's like, I'm, I'm sorry and feeling regretful. And she's like, I'm going to get you out of here, you know? So we kind of role play this little escape, right? And um, it's still not over. <laughs> because at one point, Lady Pym realizes she has to pee like really bad. Um, but she can't pee because then the master character will be able to smell it and find them, you know, she'll be able to follow the scent. So I have to pee in his mouth, in the client's mouth, right? Um, so that, you know, he has to ingest it all every drop so that she can't find us and track us, right? Um, it's kind of funny because... <laughs> I wasn't drinking quite enough as I needed to be like I was making all these other elements happen. The one element that I wasn't making sure to happen was that I was like drinking the entire scene. I was not. So I didn't have much for him. <laughs> I had like a tiny little bit, but to make up for it, I like grabbed his face and I had him like lick all up my thigh and stuff. And I was like, get every last drop because she'll find us. Um, and then, yeah, the last direction of the script was that we would embrace and, you know, part our separate ways, but we would vow that we would find each other. And, um, I think I, I think I pretty much nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> What's so funny about this is this was someone who knew, like, I have a theater background and we must have done something cute and role play role play last time. It's been a long time. It was like way pre-pandemic since we had our first session. But they knew that I would like something like this. And um, yeah, they sent this huge script, which I was like, oh, oh my God. However, right when we got there, he's like, no, you don't need to follow the script. Like that was just me doing a fun writing activity for me. And I thought you would like something fun to play with and basically do whatever you want. Like... So I was like, oh, okay, perfect. That's exactly, that's exactly what I like. And yeah, it was funny because they were just kind of giving me this fun scene that they knew I would enjoy, right? So that was really awesome. And um, yeah, I was super happy to see them again. And, uh, and in the talk after, like he was so cute and complimentary um, to me after. 
Like, just, you know, just being cute worshipy stuff. Like, oh my god, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And you're so good at your job and all that stuff. Which was like, you know, that's pretty nice aftercare as far as, like, on the dominant side. Stuff that is nice to hear. Um, I learned that from Eris. Eris always says, give me compliments now after the scene. (laughs) Which is so funny. So I didn't request it, but that's what happened at the end of the scene. He just started giving giving me all these compliments. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to end it there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing about these sessions. I've got a bunch more on the horizon that I'm really looking forward to. Um, And, you know, I'll let you in on all the dirty secrets and all the dirty deets of my sessions. So enjoy all the other content that's happening on the Patreon. Thank you so much for subscribing. And we will see you next time. Love you. Bye. The Bedpost Podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com, but one of my favorite things to do is to go to their Instagram events page and see what they've got going on. Scrolling through here, we've got Naughty on a School Night, a Bump and Grind Night with DJ J-Rotica, Threesome Fridays, an Icebreaker Social, MILF Mondays, live music by the decadent dolls and a blackout party where you can have sex in their dark room if anything looks interesting and you want to check it out head on down to club m4 at 1989 dundas street mississauga with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
drip, drip, drip. The sound of the leaky tap from the laundry basin is almost enough to drive you mad. Drip, drip, drip. But sometimes it allows you to meditate, concentrating on that dripping sound. If it comes out the tap nice and even, it allows you to shut your eyes and forget the confines of this cage, the damp smell emanating from the concrete basement floor. The small sliver of light peeking in through the tiny window. Even the odd sight of a mouse. Rustling and squeaking away from somewhere within the wall behind you. Drip, drip, drip. This has been your existence for so long now that you almost forget what it's like to have control over your own body, the things you eat, the activities you do. To think you used to have a job used to get up from a comfy bed to the sound of an alarm every morning and drive yourself into the office working on a computer from an office chair with co-workers and cubicles all around you seems like another life Drip, drip, drip. Your eyes come into focus and you look towards the water bowl in your cage, empty again. You reach behind you from where you're sitting to grasp an empty granola bar wrapper. Your mouth salivates just thinking about it. You place your hand on your naked stomach, hoping that that upstairs door opens and that your mistress comes back down with some sustenance for you and perhaps a little something else that she wants to do with you. Trip, trip, trip. As if reading your mind, you hear the doorknob turn 
and her heels click down the stairs. Her lower half comes into view and you can hear her cluck her tongue as she approaches the cage. You went through your food and water already? She asks you. You know not to speak, but not agreeably. If you press your face towards the bars, you can glance up and just see the gloriousness of her face. Just then she tosses a granola bar in between the bars of the cage and it lands on the floor in front of you. Not wanting to seem too greedy, you stash it behind you for later. She refills your water bowl from a plastic water bottle of Dasani water. Which she then tosses onto the cool concrete floor beside her. Drink, she commands, and at once you obey. Leaning forward toward the bowl and lapping the water hungrily. Don't waste a drop now, she says, which proves difficult as your face is already dripping with the luxurious water. You attempt to hold your face over the water bowl until it stops dripping. Out of the corner of your eye, you see her grab the remote. Almost instinctually, you touch the shock collar around your neck and remember the pain. She walks back over towards the cage and bends forward towards it. It's the first time you see her gorgeous face in its full glory. Your heart skips a beat. But she clicks her tongue again. Ah, ah, ah. Distracted, you've taken your face away from the bull towards the wall of the cage not realizing that when you did so, you wasted two droplets of water. Which you can see clearly on the floor of your cage. She presses the button on the remote and you jump, squealing in pain. It's a short, sharp shock that leaves you breathless, but it also leaves you remembering what it was like to be alive.
suddenly everything is at attention. Your skin, your muscles, your genitals. Every little part of you is awake and ready. Clean that up, pet, she says, indicating towards the two droplets of water. You stoop without hesitation to lick them up off the dirty cage floor. When you're finished, your eyes meet hers. And she says the words you've been waiting to hear for so long. Good pet, she says with that little half smile. She even reaches her delicate fingers in between the bars of the cage to ruffle your hair. Now be a good pet and behave, she says, as she winks at you, as if sharing an inside joke. She stands from her position, turns on her heel, and before you're even prepared for it, continues to walk up the basement stairs towards the door. And with that, she leaves, the door clicking closed behind her. And with that, your world leaves. And all you have to do is look forward towards the next time she graces you with her presence. Drip, 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 drip. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's special Patreon preview. We'll see you next week with a guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.